Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're very welcome to late lunch this Thursday afternoon to the Great Foxes Glacier Fruits Challenge. Yes, it's happening on your late lunch right here and now. Are you ready, Louise? Have you got your fox's fruits all set up there on the yes. desk beside you? Mm-hmm. Let me tell them what we're doing. We were, we've were we been chatting about this, haven't we, for a little while that, yeah. you know, we we do this on the show. Things to shut us up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, boiled hard sweets, folks. Well, I'm a devil. I, I really can't suck them. I nearly crunch them. You know what I mean? I find it very hard to suck a sweet for a long time. What about you? Uh, no, I, I won't bite them. You won't bite No, them. no, I, I, not at initially anyway. Okay. Too hard on my teeth. Right. So, but you, you, you're you comfortable and you'll suck, and, and will you try and get as long as you can out of the yes. one sweet? And oh. try not to choke on it. Oh my God. While no. you're talking. I'm at a disadvantage, folks, in this challenge already. So bear with me because I'm a cruncher. You know, I crunch them. Louise sucks the sweet. So what we're going to try and do today is to see how long each of us can keep a fox's glassy of fruit in our mouth as we talk on the show and do what we have to do and I have a stopwatch here beside me I'm going to start it in a moment and to see how we get on but first of all let's talk about the bag of foxes we we have a bag each uh, there's a it's a pound sign on the top corner of them I think it is but mm-hmm. um, I think it's a euro anyway it's a euro yeah yeah it's a euro 130 grams a bit of a change there they used to be 200 grams yes. I think so yeah from yeah. what I can find on the internet they used to be 200 grams okay. now I don't know how long back that is though Yes, okay, so uh, 130 in the bag. We've opened the bag each. We have two separate bags. We verify that, yes? Yeah. You've opened yours in Studio One. I'm in Studio mm-hmm. Two. I've opened mine. How many sweets in total in your bag? 24. Oh, I have 25. Hmm. And they're meant to be the same weight. Yeah, the same weight. I have one more than you. The other thing is, I found a spare wrapper in mine. <laughs> and I found a spare sweet with no wrapper I don't believe it you're joking me yeah it's not amazing a lemon Isn't... a lemon sweet came out and with had wow. no wrapper and you found an extra wrapper oh I can feel magic going on here mm-hmm. I had the wrapper in a totally random different bag to yours and you need a wrapper well okay we, 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 we'll swap here I'll give you my wrapper anyway so I had one more sweet now we've done an analysis on the flavours because in a fox's glacier fruit bag uh, the flavours are as follows you have strawberry blackcurrant orange raspberry lemon and lime I, I wonder what, what's your favourite what's your favourite I'm going to go with strawberry okay is my favourite my favourite is lime okay the green one right what's your least favourite can't stand lemon in any shape or form oh I don't mind lemon at all no. I have to Ugh. say to me the orange is just a no no for me oh. 
Oh. And I think I told you in before, when my daughter Sarah was small, she'd give you all the orange sweets under the sun <laughs> because she never liked them either. Anyway, I don't like the orange. Now, let's do a breakdown on the bag. So I have one more sweet than you. So let's talk about uh, the different flavours. What have you? How many strawberry have you? I have three. I have four. Black currant. Three. I have three. Orange. I have one. Only one. I have only one. I want orange. to swap with you. I have five orange in my Lonely bag. Only orange. Damn, anyway. Raspberry. Six. Seven here. Mm. Lemon. I've damn seven. I've seven. I always, I, I reckon they always put the horrible ones in my bag. You have my bag because there's only three lemon All in right, mine. I'll swap you after. And finally, lime. Four. And I have three. You see, still more lime than you have. We got, we should have, you should have my bag yeah. and I should have yours. Uh, okay, so your favourite, what did you say your favourite was? I'll go with uh, strawberry. Okay. Folks, what's your favourite flavour of Fox's fruits? Have you a favourite? Mm. And what do you dislike totally of the of the of the flavours? Orange, raspberry, blackcurrant, lemon, lime, and strawberry. We'd love to hear from you. Mm. 086 1800 658. WhatsApp or text me now. Now, let's it's begin. It's funny, just to say, it's <laughs> funny that in pastilles or anything like that, or wine gums, yeah. my absolute favourite, I would rob all the lime sweets. Okay. But in these, no, you can keep them. Boiled sweets. But all, but all lemon, no. Okay. Ugh. Will you open your... What what flavour are you going with? Strawberry. I oh. think they're strawberry. We reckon this, this one's strawberry. I know I'll tell is. you now. It now. is. The darker is strawberry and the lighter is raspberry. So, so uh. look. Okay, now, have you, take a sweet out of the wrapper as I have too, okay? Now, are you ready? Because you can put it into your gob <laughs> as I... At the same time. Uh, at the same time. And I'll start the stopwatch. And honestly, I will be totally honest. Mm-hmm. When it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And you tell I'll me. I'll raise my hand. Please. No matter yeah. when, what it is. Now, it's yeah. just after 25 to 2. <laughs> we have work to do here, but we're going to oh, wait put a the minute, sweet in. Yeah, there's four seconds here till 36 minutes past. Oh, well, let me, let me, t- um, this is. Oh, you're doing the stopwatch. Oh, okay. I have a stopwatch. Oh, I have a stopwatch. Listen, hold on a minute. The so badges ready, as I'm, well, I'm, have you? I have the badges as well. The badges, <laughs> I have me badge on, I have me lime badge on, and you have your strawberry. Anyway, are you ready, Mrs. Brown? So yeah. I'm going to count down. Three, two, one, go. Into the gob. Okay, so I'll just leave it lodged there in the corner of me gob. Forgive us this afternoon. Mm. You know that we have them in there. But here's the thing about mm. boiled... Yeah, it's strawberry. Yeah, it's strawberry. It is. I thought the darker one, all right. So the challenge has begun and we're going to see how long can the fox's glacier fruit remain in both of our gobs. Who is going to win the challenge? I, uh, my Do I have to try not to touch it at all? Just leave it to just dissolve itself? Do what like you can. want. Just suck it. It's very hard. Just suck it. Very Don't. hard not to suck it. And, and listen, for me, I'm the cruncher here. I, I normally crunch these things. But anyway, do you know the thing about them? They're actually rich in vitamins and minerals. Did you know this? They're a very good source of vitamin what C vitamins? and oh, K. C, right. Yeah, vitamin C and K. Uh, now, there's a few dodgy components. I won't say dodgy, but, you know, it's sugar. You know, there's sugar in there uh-huh. for sure. It's high in carbs as well. And there's no fibre in it. But you know what? I just adore Fox's Fruits. I really, really do. I just love them. I think they're a lovely, lovely sweet. Now, is there many sins in that bag, do you think? S-Y-N-S. One and a half sins in Slimming World per sweet. <laughs> so 24 and a half is 36 sins. Don't blame me next week now. Well, You're doing scales this. go up. It's all your fault. <laughs> you have an alibi now. You have an excuse now. I shouldn't even have given you an excuse. Anyway, I just love... Mm, I just love the flavour of them. Anyway, I'm going to lodge it on the side of my gob there. I'm, I hope it's not interfering with I my I need one of those... Um, you know what the dentist has to take out all the water from your mouth? Oh, when yeah. Yeah, I need one of them. No, you the don't. Just swallow it. And it'll be lovely. Honestly, it will. Um, 
Okay, so uh, anyway, we're with the challenges underway. Um, what do you love? Which are your favourite flavours? Tell us again. They're coming into us here. We love you for it. What's your favourite foxes, glacier fruit? Is it orange, raspberry, blackcurrant, lemon, lime or strawberry? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And have you ever tried this? Have you ever tried mm-hmm. to keep it sweet in your gob for a long time and make it last and last and last? Would you have anyone have an idea? Has anyone done it for 20 minutes? Half an hour or beyond. If you have done something like this, if you're as mad as us, let us know too. I'd say mint. The mint version might be harder, wouldn't it? I absolutely detest them. (laughs) Bang, it was that idea, so. Absolutely can't take the fox's mints. And people love them. It has a huge following. But I personally can't take the mints. I I just love the fruits. The mints, ah, no, 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 no. Um, do uh, you know when you're flying, taking off in an airplane mm. or, or landing, do you bring boiled sweets with you? Just a general type of tied in with this. Do, do you do you need sweets? You were flying lately. Do yeah. you take a sweet for the ears popping or that? No? Yes, and I always have run out by the time the actual plane takes off. Yeah. You know, mm. when the, the engines mm. go and you go, okay, put one, put one in your mouth <laughs> quick. And then it takes forever for them to actually get up into the air. So they're gone. Yeah, I think they're very good. They're very good for helping the ears when you're flying up and down. But you have to try and make them last too. Do you know that if they're stored properly, they never really go out of date, even though there is a date best before on this bag. Did you see that June 2024? But really, I was reading about boiled sweets. If they're stored properly... You know, in a tin and enclosed and that and in a dark place and that they can last and last. They really can. That's one thing about them. Do you know they're bringing out sugar free versions of these now with no sugar in them at all? So a substitute for sugar. Are they out already or they're bringing it? Oh, yes. No, there, there are sweets available, non sugar, lots of them as well in terms of boiled sweets. And from a dental perspective, I'll just give you my little take from a dental perspective. I was doing a little bit of foraging on this earlier today. Um, the dentist feel, even though you might break your teeth, it's better to crunch them because when you leave them in your mouth and suck them for a long time, there's a lot of that acid there that, you know, mm. attacks your teeth. And did, did you know, did you know that after you finish your sweet, it remains there for 30 minutes at least? You know, you know, if you don't brush or that and if you're eating a bag of them, you won't be brushing around like that. Attacking but your teeth, is it? Attacking that, yeah. your teeth. We are now just over four minutes into the challenge. How are you going? Are you feeling yeah. the pressure? Is, uh, how are you getting on? How do you feel you're doing yourself, Louise? I have psychologically told myself that they do not exist. You see, you're very strong mentally there. I don't know. I'm not thinking about anything. <laughs> I'm just, suck, to I'm just sucking like mad on the sweet, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> Mm, I like them. I, 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 oh, I love the lime. I definitely say I love the lime. Um, you know, when you have a packet of sweets, there's a bit of etiquette around the, when you have a packet of sweets. So you have your packet, right? Do you think it's best that you take one for yourself first and put it in your gob and then hand round to others? <laughs> or are you like me? You wouldn't give anyone a chip off your plate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you have sweets, do you offer sweets first or taste one yourself? What do you think the etiquette says? Uh, offer first. to other people mm. first. But what if they're poisonous and you take them yeah, first and then nice. you're saving everybody mm. else's life? Mm. Well, no, but even if... <laughs> <laughs> even, <laughs> now you've gone mad altogether. It must be that sugar going to your head. But I know what you're saying. If you have a variety of sweet and, you know, some of them would have real sour, other types of hard-boiled sweets. Do you taste it? You know what I'm saying? Do you taste it yourself first and then offer to somebody? Because, you know, it's manners to offer first, but mm. it's probably good practice to taste one yourself. Yes. 
And then, you know what I'm saying? Is and there an etiquette? Yes, there is. That's the that, that's uh, what they say you should right. do. If you have sweets, you should taste them yourself and then offer them to people around you. Just to make sure. Because you're right. You, you were meant to the extreme. But yeah, if there's anything bad. Yeah, I mean, blow yeah. the heady or somebody mightn't just take to the flavour at all. So you should, uh, you know, uh, taste the sweet yourself, the etiquette says, and then offer around to people. There you go. But never with chips. Um, anyway. Um, Would you do that? Would you... You take one and offer them, or would you, would you be like you would be with chips? I'd be hiding the sweets and eating the sweets all <laughs> yourself. Yeah, no. it's over six minutes. Have you much of your sweet left? Over six minutes. What do you think? Yeah, mm. yeah. I have as well too. I'm pleased with this. I'm doing better than I ever thought I would. I thought I'd be gone in no time. Anyway, <laughs> don't choke yourself. The great fox's fruit challenge is ongoing in late lunch as we speak. Yes, we are seeing how long can we make. A fruit last in our gobs. I have the lime. Louise has the strawberry, and we're heading towards seven minutes now. The sweet. What about the bears? I know kind of glacier fruit mints, mm. but they haven't changed it for the fruits. So I that's the Toblerone has a bear. Foxes has a bear. Yeah. No other sweet has a bear. Why hasn't foxes a fox? Because it's glacier I mints. Ah, I presume. You're too clever. Polar bear. It is. It's glacier as well. But glacier. I don't know why fruits. Glacier fruits. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they're made, you know, they're made from concentrated fruit juices. That's the way they're made. You know that the sweets are made from concentrated fruit juices and they add those vitamins to them as well. Let's take a wee break because we'll continue the disintegration of the sweets in our mouths on late lunch. And after the break, we're joined by a man who knows all about sweets. Yes, he's been with us recently and we want to ask him a few questions about the glacier, fruits and more besides. Stay with us on late lunch. How long can you suck them for? Yes, we're almost at 11 minutes. Louise and I have a challenge going on late lunch today. The Great Fox's Glacier Fruit Challenge. We're seeing how long uh, a glacier fruit, one, can survive in our respective gobs. Look, Louise. Mm. Look, see it. Took it out there to show you. Look, look at the size of it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Put it back it, in your it's, it's got much smaller, hasn't it? Mm, put it back. What's the etiquette around that? Nah, it doesn't matter. Hold on. I'm licking my fingers. Never mind the etiquette. The etiquette doesn't matter. Um, anyway, yes, we're over 11, 11 and a half minutes and we're going well. And still plenty of sweet in our mouths. So let's talk to somebody who knows all about sweets. Yes, the old sweet shop owner himself, Ednan Hamid, is on the line. Hello, Ednan. How are you doing, Jerry? How's things? Well, How are you, Louise? We're, we're doing, we're both doing really well, Edna. We're Amazing. under pressure here, you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to make this last for as long as we can. There's pride, uh, there's pride, there's reputation at so stake what, here what today. Sweet, so Cloud versus mead. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what we have. Uh, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're going with a fox's glacier fruit, okay? A boiled yeah. sweet, so yeah, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay. As, as Louise said, Edna, it's me against loud here. I'm the I'm the loud representative. <laughs> She's the meat. So this is for pride and everything involved here. Anyway, did you did you stock foxes? They come in a bag and they're wrapped in wrappers. Probably not your type of sweet, were they? No. No, Jerry. You know why? Because they were very uh, what you call it. They were everywhere. Do you know that kind of? They were they were sold uh, in packets and, yes. and and so on. But they wouldn't be the sweets that people would ask for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It would be more of the uh, lemon sherbet, uh, strawberry sherbet, 
Yes. Um, and all that, you know. So yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, no, we we never actually sold them at all. Well, listen, it, that, that's that's beside the point because what people love is what you do. The jars of sweets, loose yeah, and yeah. out they come like that. This is convenient. You get these packets in the stores. You know, when you go to yeah, a convenience yeah, yeah. store and you bring them with you. What, yeah. what, what, why have you here with me? You know, boiled sweets. Where do boiled sweets stand in terms of the spectrum of sweets? Would they be the most popular sweet that people would go for? Not anymore, which is very unfortunate, isn't it? Because um, I think a lot of uh, the American sweets, I think, took over quite hugely, you know? Yeah. And the likes of uh, the jellies um, are very more, I think, more uh, bought than the hard sweets are uh, because there's so many different varieties now of jellies. Mm. Um, and the hard boy sweets, unfortunately, kids don't have a clue. They, if, you, if you tell a child, oh, yeah, listen, have a lemon sherbet, they say, what is that? Yeah. Or a strawberry sherbet, what is that? So they don't have an idea. And it's a pity because uh, there is there used to be so many people coming in, especially the elderly um, and, and grand granddaughters buying for the grandfathers, grandmothers, fathers, mothers. And they were always looking for hard boy sweets, you know. But it yeah. was never... A child thing, you yes, know. Yes, okay, and and that's the good to know that as well. You mentioned the sherbets there. I absolutely all my <laughs> life have adored the lemon yeah. and the strawberry sherbets. Oh, they're gorgeous! Oh. They really are beautiful, you know. Stop they really, the really are lovely. What else in in hard boiled sweets would be popular? You know, the one w- 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 when you're selling. The, the sour apples were really popular, uh, Jerry. You know, even among the kids, the kids used to love uh, sour uh, sour apples. Um, I think one of the reasons was because you know there's a saying, "An apple a day keeps a doctor away." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I think I think a child had that in his mind, thinking, "You know what? My mother will let me away with it." Uh, because I'm having the sour apples, you know. <laughs> I have a new um, saying. I have a new yeah. saying for you. A yeah. sour apple a day keeps the dentist in pay. How about that? <laughs> you know, what, listen. <laughs> I I'm so fortunate, Jerry, and you know what? I'm going to touch wood. Just I've got wood beside me. I haven't been in the dentist. Uh, Jesus, I don't. I don't think I've been in the dentist in about sixteen months. My. So and you love you love your sweets. You I love my yeah. sweets, man. I yeah. love my sweets more than my kids. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> don't worry, they're not listening. They're not listening, so they won't know. <laughs> you can't go home this evening. I'm sending them the podcast, and they'll know then. And you're in trouble, boy. That's for sure. I'm, I'm always in trouble anyway. It doesn't you, matter. I know you are. What about things like I was just thinking. Rhubarb, rhubarb and custard, uh, yes. bullseyes, yeah. humbugs, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Oh, oh man, there was uh, one gentleman, right? He used to come in all the time, and he's actually terrorising me on Facebook as well. He's saying, "Ed, where's my Clorox?" Oh yeah, Clorox, yeah. Clorox is a huge thing, you know. Love and he it. would take like a half a kilo uh, every week, uh, hook or crook, you know. He'd, he'd yeah. take it because he goes, "I'm a driver." And when I'm driving, I'll always just suck on it and it'll keep me busy. There you go. Yeah, so you'd have clove rocks, you'd have mint humbugs, you'd have uh, sour uh, raspberry balls, you'd have brandy balls, you would have, uh, what you call it, uh, rosy apples. Um, Oh, God, there was was so much, uh, Jerry, there was, you know, there was so many. Yeah, there's loads and loads of them and they bring back memories to people as well. The clove rock has a distinct flavour, as you mentioned there. I used to love... um, 
the pear drops or acid drops as well. They were a lovely boiled sweet too, you know. And I, I remember yeah. the days going way back when they were all in jars in the shops. There was no packets of sweets. And they were always yeah. weighed out by the retailer into a little weighing scales, put into a bag for you. And home you hopped with your little bag of sweets or whatever. What memories it brings back, the sweets. It really, really No, it does. really does, doesn't it, Jerry? Mm. It really does, you know. Uh, it's a pity because nowadays you buy a bag of jellies, they, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone within a few seconds, they're gone. Yeah. You're right, with the hard sweet, sweets, it was something that you, every every time you suck on it, or it, there was juices coming out of it, there was sugar coming out of it. Lovely. So it, even if you felt sad, yeah. Or, or so you know what they'll bring a bit of happiness you know but uh, That's yeah it. that you know? is exactly it you've summed the whole thing up it brings yeah. a smile it brings a joy there's a comfort in it as well and they're 100%. simply simply lovely anyway thank you for joining us again today lovely to talk to you wish you well with all you do yeah, 100% you guys as well. Thank you so much again for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. Ednan Hamid there, who is uh, selling his sweets online uh, following the closure of his shop in Navin. But he's back in the game big time. How are you going, missus? Tell me, honestly. Yeah, no good. Have you much? Look, look. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm down to very little. I'm down to oh, very yeah. little. Let me look at the stopwatch. Hold on, hold on. When I look at the stopwatch, let's see what's going on. 18 minutes. Well, hey. I actually, I, I didn't, I didn't minutes. think we'd get eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes, and we're talking and counting. yapping, and if you mm. sat quietly and not talked, I'm sure you could make it last. Yeah, longer. I'd say I'll win this challenge, but only because you're doing a lot of talking to oh. guests and stuff, whereas I can just sit here quietly and you know. Quiet. So I reckoned, I reckon I'll oh. win this. Oh, you're but only so... true default. Oh, no, listen, it's not over yet. It's not over till the sweet disappears and we're heading for the 19th minute here. Loads of messages. Keep them coming to us. What flavours do you like in the Fox's Fruit Glacier Bag? What's the name of the bear, by the way? What's the name of the bear? Yeah. Um, is it Peppy, did I say? Yeah, I think you said that. Peppy the Bear. Peppy the Bear is the name of the bear in the bag. Lemon is my favourite, says Peppy Nancy the bear, yeah. Lynch. I like them all. I love to suck them and try to make them last for as long as possible. I also love the mint ones, by the way, Jerry, especially when I have a cold. Understand that, Nancy. Jerome O'Brien, hello, Jerome. Lime is my favourite. Orange, my least favourite. Rose, Rose, how are you? You're a gas ticket, Jerry. I crunch them too, but I do love the lemon and lime. I don't like the strawberries, she says. There's more messages there. I'll come back to them, I promise you. After two on the show I'm gone I'm gone and it's all over for Louth I'm gone (laughs) gone me have one sorry we county people I'm so sorry I let you down 26 minutes wow I lasted 26 minutes with the Fox's Glacier Fruit in case you're just joining us the great Fox's Glacier Fruit Challenge is going ongoing on late lunch this afternoon myself and Louise put a sweet each into our mouths I have the timer running here uh, my favourite was the lime. It's all gone. 26 minutes I made it to. I'll tell you one thing. Strawberry fields forever. <laughs> You're a professional sucker, all right. You want to see the size of the sweet she still has? Keep going, Louise, keep going, will okay. you? Because uh, I want to see how long you can keep the sweet mm-hmm. going for. So you're up to 28 minutes now and going strong. Come on, our Louise. Let's see. <laughs> she may set a world record here on late lunch this afternoon. And really, it's just probably an irony that my next guest is a vet. Yes, he is indeed. And a very famous one at that. And when I tell you that he has been shortlisted this year for the Ernest and Young Entrepreneur of the Year in the established business category, it's a wonderful achievement. And I'm delighted to say hello from Village Vets Charles Cosgrave, welcome to Late Lunch. 
Thanks very much, Sherry, and thanks very much for the for the lovely intro. Uh, your, your your very kind words. No, not at all. Fully, fully deserved, may I say. Take us back, 1980, your dad, Carl. It all began with him, was it in Dunshockland? That's right, yeah. Dad um, set up a practice in Dunshockland um, uh, back in 1980, and back then Dunshockland was a, a very different village. Um, and a lot less houses and a lot more cows leading from uh, your, your, your intro there for a ball to ball moral show. Um, but uh, so he, was, um, he had a dairy practice uh, looking after the dairy farms and cattle uh, farms around the area. And uh, look, as, as time moved on, uh, you know, more and more houses came and more and more pets came with that. And uh, we're still in the same building uh, today in Dunshockland, albeit uh, completely renovated. Um, and a lot different to what it was back then, but um, uh, yeah, we're st- we're still in the exact same place opposite the little mm. uh, in Dunshockland. And you followed your dad. Did you always want to be a vet yourself? I did, Jerry. It, it's funny. Dad, mom and dad uh, did their best to uh, make sure I explored other avenues yes. and 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 uh, looked uh, in different directions. But look, we we uh, we had a farm at home as well, so I grew up at cattle, and uh, you know was always on calls with dad. You know he was. I, I don't remember a, a Christmas dinner that wasn't interrupted by um, a cow calving or a, a sick dog or something like that. So it was always uh, something that was around the kitchen table. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to, to get into, to get the points to get into veterinary um, back in uh, back in the, the mid-90s and um, left uh, UCD vet school in 2001 and uh, went on from there. So, yeah, it was, um, it was kind of something that was always in the blood um, and I loved it, you know. Mm. And I feel I feel very lucky to to be to be a vet and to be working in the industry still. It's uh, I love it, you know. And Dunshockland, as you say, still uh, pride of the family where it all began. There, you're in Ashburn, Dunboyne, and you've 14 um, of your businesses across Dublin, plus Just Cats. What is Just Cats, please? So Just Cats, Just Cats Veterinary Clinic. Uh, it is as what it says in the tin. We it's a clinic that only looks after cats. So it specifically looks after cats. So the vets and the nurses there, um, they only work with cats. They're very specialised with cats. So cats are kind of very different, uh, get a lot of different conditions to other animals. And uh, they're specialised in, in looking after cats. And then the clinic as well is a lot different. So it's a lot more, I suppose, homely in the sense mm. because, you know, we don't have big dogs coming in, shaking muck and dirt and rain all over the place. We don't have dogs cocking their legs. Um, and marking the territory. So, you know, veterinary clinics have to be, uh, you know, sort of have a, a impervious surfaces that you can wash down and wipe down because yes. of all that with dogs. But uh, in uh, just cats veterinary clinic, the it's a lot more soft furnishings and a lot more homely. So cats are a lot more relaxed. Mm. Um, you know, even the consult rooms are different. You know, they're more akin to sort of a, a sitting room. Yes. And, uh, you know, the vets and nurses there can observe cats in a more natural state rather than sort of coming in to a regular clinic where there might be dogs barking yeah. or that type of thing, you know. Good so, on yeah. you, yeah. And I know what you're saying there. When I bring my flavor black lab and when I bring him to my place, you're right, they mark. And I'd be embarrassed by him. But you know what? You know this yourself. They always say, listen, the place is geared for this here. Don't be worried. You know what I mean? We ha- we, we encounter this all the time. And I'm sure that's uh, part and parcel of all your days across all the wonderful practices. Listen, you know, uh, when you say Ashbourne, Dunboyne and Shockland, 14 others across Dublin and the Just Cats, my God almighty, what a success story. How did you do this? 
Oh, the only the only way I could do it was the wonderful team that we have. Like we've um, we've uh, people there that are working. They're totally dedicated to veterinary and totally totally dedicated to looking after pets and making lives better. So, like the village vets team, uh, they're what they're what makes village vets. You know, it's a it's a wonderful uh, family of people there. You know, mm. we have um, you know, we have people there that are over thirty years. Dawn McCarthy, a Navin native. Um, or Dawn Weldon is a married name. Uh, uh, she's been there for over thirty years, and um, with us, and uh, and there's plenty more there. They're over twenty years with us. So there's a huge team of vets and nurses, and uh, and uh, animal care uh, and admin staff there that really make Village Vets what it is. And mm. you know they are constantly you know looking for new ways to deliver better veterinary treatments, and you know and make sure that animals are better looked after and you know more comfortable in their lives and picking up things earlier um so that they don't have to go through long drawn out procedures or treatments or you know and oftentimes you know when you're nipping things in the bud it's less expensive when you mm. get to it earlier rather than letting it go longer and it becoming more expensive so yes um it's a uh, great people that's how we get to that that's how we've got to this point you know and it, it certainly is true you do what it says on the tin because you know you emphasize this all the time the importance of your people your teams their commitment and dedication to what you do and putting the patients and their owners central to the care as well i've been looking that looking through your uh, cv if you like this morning and that and that is central plank of what you do and you'd say that that is that that is probably the key reason your people and your ethos that has made this happen a hundred percent Jerry. like it, it's you know we this is a you know being a working in veterinary is a vocation you mm. know and it's 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 something that you know contrary to it's not all puppies and kittens as i said to someone <laughs> yes. yesterday it's, it's more all vomiting and diarrhea you know because that's uh, that's the reality of our <laughs> world where we where we live vomiting diarrhea and blood yeah and um you know so and uh it's not it's not for everybody and uh mm. so you know it's it's uh, it's definitely something that you want to get up in the morning and uh and want to enjoy and we're we're all so lucky that we 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 love our jobs we enjoy our jobs and it's easy for us to come into work now don't get me wrong there are tough days and when you're dealing with um patients who don't talk and aren't able to tell you what's going on yes. you know you, you know it, it's harder to get to the bottom of a problem it's harder to get an answer sometimes and sometimes those answers aren't what people want to hear sometimes you you have to deliver bad news to a, mm. a family and like you know i've a well I've a lot of pets at home but our, our oldest dog nelly um you know she's a lot of gray hair around her face and you know any any sort of uh, anything that goes wrong now has me worried, you know, because yes. it's, uh, it may not be as simple as it once was. And at some point, I'm going to have to come home with some bad news and deliver that bad news um, to the team at home and to, to the family at home. And that's going to be heartbreaking. And, mm. you know, and they'll expect me to to work miracles and that won't be possible. And, you know, so it's not, um, you know, most of the time we're delivering great news, but there are days there where you... You, you, you do have to, um, mm. you know, draw a line in the sand and 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 uh, yeah. pass on some bad news to a family, and you know that's just part of the job. Of course, and of you don't course. get you, you, you don't get used to it. You no, sort of, you get better dealing with it. Ah, uh, that's time. really kind of you to say that of course and everybody you know the loss is you know when you have a pet for so long in your life I can empathise with you my lad the black lab messy he's 12 now and I just see him you know little bits and pieces like yourself and you just wonder you know 
keep them as happy and comfortable as you can. But, uh, you know, that day is all around the corner for every every creature and every one of us too, we have to say. Look to be shortlisted. Uh, just look at the names in your category of established businesses for the EY Entrepreneur of the Year. You're with big hitters in there. It's a wonderful acknowledgement. I'm sure it's given you, you and everybody else a lift to uh, consider that you've been, uh, you know, nominated. It's it's fantastic. Look, we're, like we're so thrilled. The whole team in Village Vets are so thrilled. Like you know, we have gone before some uh, or some amazing mead business has gone before us. You know, like Devonish, um, uh, Tato Park, Tato Chris, Ray mm. Coyle. Um, may you rest in peace. He was he, he was there before us. Yes. And even this year, we've got uh, uh, Lorraine Heskin from the Gourmet Food Parlour and Tom Kyo from Kyo's Chris. So, the mead flag is proudly flying in uh, Entrepreneur of the Year this year, as it has done in many years before, and as a as a proud mead man and uh, having Village Vets. Uh, headquartered out of Dunboyne and, and and based in County strongly based in County Mead, there are plenty of Mead people here. We're very, we're a very proud Mead business, and uh, you know, and we're very proud to be to be in in Entrepreneur of the Year. I think it's a, you know, when you're when you're working away, in it, when any of us are working away in our jobs, you know, you just try and do your best, and uh, you know, you don't think of the impact you're having on the on the wider world. Sometimes you just, you're, you're just so busy. Getting on with your 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 daily jobs and to be nominated um, in this and to be a finalist in Entrepreneur of the Year for the whole Village Vets team is fantastic and to be up there with the pedigree of other businesses and other entrepreneurs this year and then in the previous years that uh, they've gone uh, gone before us um, it's super exciting I, it's it's. It's such an honour. It's such yeah. a it's such an honour to get to this point, and um, we're delighted. Oh, well deserved, I have to say. You mentioned vocation there, it really is, and you do open seven days a week, and you're on call, and that is part and parcel of the business as well. Just before we go, in the years since you've been with your dad, he started all off, and you've come in now, and you you've moved it on. Do you think, I always looked on, say, uh, with no disrespect, um, across the water to England, how they really put so much, and in the States indeed, but in the UK beside us, into their pets and the care of them and, uh, the, you know what I mean, all that type of area. Do you think in Ireland that we've, you know, moved a long way as well? Because um, there was a time that pets were, were pets, you know, but that's all they were. They weren't sort of at the heart of the family. You know what I'm getting at? Has that changed? Oh, hundred percent, Jerry. Like, like I, I, tr- I went, I worked in the UK for a while, and that's where I kind of saw. Yes. You know, the UK were light years ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. How they looked after pets, and we have caught up in in huge leaps and bounds. And I'm actually going over there to look at um, how they're doing things. And I haven't been over there in about eighteen months, and I'm going back over again on Tuesday to, to look around a few new clinics and see how they're doing things differently. But we have, we are up there now we're providing the level of care that you'd see on the tv with the super vet um no fitzpatrick and we you know we're really cutting like the cutting edge of veterinary at the moment um in ireland so we've come on in, in, in leaps and bounds and i think like the you're right you know pets you know when we were growing up you know the, you know the dogs were outside at the back door and we loved our dogs and we did lovely cozy beds but they still weren't in the house and gradually they made it into the kitchen and now I know in our house, you know, the dogs have the run of the house and, you know, it's not, uh, they sleep wherever they want and sometimes they sleep in places now where uh, where a human would sleep. So look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, uh, tell you, uh, tell you yes. a lie on that one. Um, but, you know, so they are parts of the family, you know, we, mm. we had a communion in our house at the weekend and the dogs were in the pictures, you know. Yes. Um, and, and they're the pictures that get uh, WhatsApped around to all the 
um, friends and family. You know, uh, so they're you know they're they are a part of the family, and the level of medical care that um, we can provide them is a is a is similar to human medical care, and, and probably you can get it quicker and faster. And one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1 dot com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Get an answer quicker than you can sometimes than in human hospitals. Yes. Look, that's, uh, so like we're, we're, we're very proud of, of what we can do in Village Vets and, and, and how we look after pets. And, you know, you know and we're driven by our, our clients and, and, and the people who, who bring in their pets to us, you know, and they want the best for their pets and we'll, uh, we'll do our best um, to match do. those expectations. You certainly do. That is for sure. Look, Charles, lovely to catch up with you today. I know you're a busy man. Congratulations okay. to you, your family and all of the team involved and we wish you all the very best in the final shake-up there. It's a wonderful honour to be shortlisted among some very big names there in an Irish context, but well-deserved and continued success to everybody at Village Vets. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jerry. Take care. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's uh, Charles Cosgrave there. Great man, great family. Wonderful, wonderful business. It's almost 47 minutes and she's still <laughs> sucking. You still have the sweet. I can eat a whole polar bear. <laughs> you still have it? Uh, yeah. Oh, she has it. She has it there. Now it's, it's, it is getting very small. Yeah, it's diminished at this stage. Mm-hmm. You are now, hold on a second, three, two, one, at 47 minutes. Yeah, do I get a prize you've, for this? Do I get anything? You've yeah. pulverised me. Yeah, you can keep that packet of sweets <laughs> that I gave you earlier on. No. Uh, you pulverised me. I was gone with the sucking at 26 minutes. My fox is glacier fruit and she's still gone. And I'm, yeah, but I did say you were talking to guests and stuff, whereas I'm here not talking. So uh, that would make a difference, I'm, I would imagine. Maybe a little bit, but to be honest with you, I think you'll win hands down anyway. But... I want you to keep going. This is mm-hmm. the thing. I want to see how long you can. I wonder, is there a world championship? I, I'd say there is. <laughs> well, I'll ring Fox. Well, well, I can tell you, I Googled it this morning, mm. but I had to close it down immediately because when I put in <laughs> sweet sucking, I can tell you, I, I then I had to put in uh, boiled sweet sucking. <laughs> I should have put in. You can only imagine what came up on the bloody screen. Jeez, I thought I'd get rid of this quick. <gasps> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I was thinking. It must be that, that, that you know that people. There has to be weirdos out there that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like what you mean? 
like us, who actually developed a championship to see how long the sweets for there has to be we're going to we're going to do a search on that yeah. there has to be a world championship or something for that that really really does Imelda says she loves the black currant flavour there you are Imelda loves the black currant in the fox's fruits Annette O'Reilly hello Annette this afternoon she loves them all but not the black currant it just shows you the way people mm-hmm. differ and she bought a bag yesterday and guess what they were full of black currants. Yeah. Why is that? They must all be on, you know, I would have thought each bag would have yeah. a ratio of each. But it's obviously not the case. It's random. It looks yeah. as if it's random altogether. But I can't, I'm going back to the, there was something weird happening here because you had a sweet in your bag mm. with no wrapper on it mm-hmm. and my bag has an empty wrapper mm-hmm. and they were both sealed. They're obviously came Isn't that amazing? following each other on uh, the you know, production line. On the line or whatever. And, and we were saying... Could you have them in the bag, not wrapped in cellophane? You no. couldn't. Be all stuck stick together. together. You mm-hmm. know, it wouldn't work like that and you wouldn't know what flavour you were having. Anyway, Sinead Burke is brilliant. She brings us her thoughts, her banter as we call it, regularly on Late Lunch. And she's back with us today. And she wants to have a word with you and me and everybody about a big works do that's coming up. Here's our Sinead. Naturally, I have some thoughts on the coronation due to take place this weekend beyond in London. Most of them focus on what a waste of money and why do they still insist on maintaining this relic of an outdated and unequal feudal system. But in the main, my attention has been caught by how preparations might be going for Michelle O'Neill. Surely, next to Prince Harry, she will be the most uncomfortable and unwelcome person there. Fair play to her for going though, to what must be the most awkward and high-profile company party since David Brent performed his legendary dance in the Christmas special of The Office. Oh, but staff outings can be annoying at the best of times. By rights, you should be spending the evening sitting on your own couch, eating frozen pizza and critiquing somebody's invention test on MasterChef. But no, instead of remarking to Mr Burke that there's no way Simon from Bristol is going to have enough time to render that duck, here you are at a work stew. Not quite work, not quite a do. An unhappy and uncomfortable no-man's land in between, where reluctant colleagues cosplay as close personal friends for the evening, despite having little interest in each other's lives. Outside of, is Brendan finally going to get those accounts finished? Or can someone just tell Orla once and for all to stop talking about Slimming World? But sure, it's work. You have to go. You're expected to go. And you can't have it said that you didn't go. But the leader of Sinn Féin in the North, attending the coronation of a British king, that's office politics on steroids. There are a few ways the First Minister-elect can play this. She could, for instance, embrace the role, really buy into the pomp of the ceremony, arrive in a carriage, dressed like one of the ladies from Bridgerton, and meaningfully flutter her tricolour fan at their traditional Unionist voice contingent. The second option might be just as fun and headline-grabbing but less fairy tale and more EastEnders. Stride into Westminster Abbey, a copy of the Magna Carta in hand, studiously and theatrically, making notes on the margins of the pages during the ceremony, occasionally declaring loudly in a sceptical and meaningful tone, we'll see, for true soap opera value, at the point in the ceremony when the Archbishop asked the congregation, are they happy to recognise the new sovereign? Michelle could rise majestically from her seat throw back her head and begin a powerful speech, starting with, so just a couple of things. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, you can just hear the drum beats. The last approach is the most boring, so probably the best one. 
Get a new frock from Pamela Scott's. Borrow a fascinator. Plaster on a smile and get in and get out as quickly as you can. But sit beside a fire escape. Now, I can't stress the importance of this enough. I'm sure most of you will be familiar with the origin story of the Plantagenet dynasty. But for the few that aren't, here's what happened. Basically, after the Battle of Hastings in 1066, William the Conqueror needed to be crowned in a hurry. A ceremony was thrown together in Westminster. When the time came for the Archbishop to ask the congregation whether they accepted the new lad as sovereign, the desperate cheers from the assembled Saxons and Normans, both eager to hurry things along, sounded like a riot had broken out. Panicked, the soldiers on guard outside the Abbey decided to set fire to London. Not exactly the best way to welcome your new overlords. So no pressure, Michelle, but best bag a seat by the door, possibly beside Harry. He'll be delighted to have someone to talk to. Three, two, one. You've gone over the mark. An hour, yeah. Have you still got the sweet? Yeah. And like Bruce Springsteen for stamina. An hour, yeah. You've gone over the... Very brittle, but I'll last another few minutes. I can't believe this. In case you're just joining us, we are today undertaking the Great Fox's Glacier Fruits Challenge. I put a lime one into my gob and started the stopwatch. And at the same time, Louise took on board a strawberry flavoured Fox's fruit. I bailed out at 26 minutes now. She's doing a lot of yapping, is right. But listen, mm-hmm. she's murdered me. She's gone over the hour and she still has. I guarantee you, folks, she still has the sweet just about hanging on there. Tiny. Over the air mark. It's tiny at this stage. But what a brilliant I've actually just is. quickly taken it out and done a, a picture of it beside a full-size one. Okay. So you see comparison. You'll be able to see the two. Anyway, mm-hmm. you're over the minute. Yep. Keep going. Just let me know whenever I you're finished. Hand. Over an hour. Remarkable stuff. John Lowe, the money doctor standing by and he probably thinks we've lost the plot on late lunch today. But these, this is uh, uh, entertainment, John. <laughs> you know the you, business. You know what I'm really impressed with Louise because, I mean, you know, she's obviously the queen of uh, home economics and budgeting. <laughs> my gosh, if she can suck on that for an hour at night. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, John. What a great line. What a great I'm segment. a good investment, John. <laughs> you are indeed. What a lovely segue to the money doctor today. Well done, John. Well done. We will remind ourselves of that going forward forever. Anyway, John, thank you for joining me on a day when the European Central Bank has increased its rate by a quarter of 1%, the seventh rise in a year, John. Is that yeah. it at this stage? or No, sadly not, Jerry. Um, I mean, the, the U.S. Fed it went 10 times in 14 months. This, as you say, is our seventh in 10 months. Uh, up uh, only a quarter percent. Uh, there was speculation that it would go a half percent, but uh, I think there's a lot of uh, pressure on certain uh, elements of, of the European Council who decided, obviously, that uh, inflation, inflation here for this last month was 7%. But, like, if you include the food, which has now taken over the energy uh, issues, mm. uh, we're up at 14, 16% uh, on average, 14% certainly. So, uh, but it, it's really stinging because, you know, since it started, uh, the average mortgage is 285,000. So it's already up 6,400 since. 10 months ago. So that's 580 euros extra a month on that average mortgage. So, I mean, you know, when you, when you, when you think of uh, like it's 187 a month since rises last July um, for the average, for say 100,000. 
But, you know, I, I still am advising clients, uh, Jerry, that, uh, you know, who took out Vincent last December, they, they abandoned their tracker mortgage mm. and they took out like a five-year fix at 2.05%. Now they're laughing all the way to the bank. Yes. But it's still not too late. You can still get good rates. So I, I would advise anybody who has either a tracker rate or even a standard variable rate, go back to their own bank first mm. and find out what rates, fixed rates are available. If, if it's anything under 4%, take it, take it uh, with a, uh, in a heartbeat. All right. Okay. So that's real strong advice from the money doctor today. Yeah. Anything under 4%, jump at it at this stage, whether you have a tracker or a variable or whatever. Those people who fixed, as you said, they must be very happy at this stage. So you think there may be more increases to come? Well, they're maintaining that there'll be two more hikes between now and Christmas. Right. Um, and I think that may, may happen as well. I mean, like the, the, the food bills are not getting any easier. You know, mm. uh, I think it'll be more than Fox's fruit. You need to be <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure, that the I best. Mean, mind you, if, if you if you just had Fox's fruit the whole time, you know, you wouldn't need any food. So therefore, your food bill is going to go down. They're only a euro a bag. Good value as well, John. I have to say. Look, uh, moving on from from the rate increase, uh, let's talk for a moment uh, about uh, savings in general, if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah. Um, I have a question from a listener and this is an interesting one okay I'll put this to you mm. the listener wants to know she knew you were coming on today will you ask John Jerry I have savings in a credit union that are yielding nothing but with the increases in the state savings especially the solidarity bond would he advise me to take money from there and put it in the bond I can this person says uh, go for the longer term Okay, there's two things to that. Number one, uh, she mentioned the National Solidarity Bond. It is quite easily the best deposit uh, investment in Ireland, bar none. But there's a couple of buts. Number one, you've got to wait 10 years before you get it. And if you take any money out between now and 10 years, you lose all the interest on that amount you withdraw. Um, the rate 16% sounds great. It's tax-free into your fist at the end of 10 years. However, when you analyze it and you put it as a gross rate or per annum, you're talking about 2.24% Jerry. So it's and that's the best rate in the country, brother. Two point two four, not a, a not not a really great return, especially when you consider that from nineteen ninety one to twenty twenty, which is thirty years, the average growth in the stock market was ten point seven two percent. Right, so it kicks it on the bottom all the way. Yeah, but for instance, that lady, whatever she has in the credit union, she's absolutely right. You get nothing there. I would actually prefer to see it in prize bonds. Okay, now that's that's another aspect of the state savings. And Connor Pope has been writing about this in the Times in recent days, yeah. where he says, "Yes, it's safe. Yes, it's secure. But by God, they've dropped the amount of prizes and the value of the prizes that they're giving out." And he nearly was uh, saying, "You'd be better doing the lotto every week." What's it's, your it's view? Actually, no, it's not. You definitely wouldn't be better doing the lotto because the lotto is way, way out in terms of chances. Um, he's right, though, in the terms that they have reduced it point three five percent of the fund. The fund uh, is about 4.4 billion. So you're looking at 15.4 million that is is, is shed out in, in prizes every week. Like 50, I, I think I said before, I have uh, three clients with half a million each when you could put half a million into prize bonds. Maximum now is 250,000. So one of those was a lady who um, she said to me recently, John, you have no idea the pleasure I get from listening to my letterbox go on a regular basis. 
because she was getting the 50s and the 100s and and she put them all together and and over a year period she put it as a percentage of her holding which is half a million and it it worked out at 1.4% now gross that up because that's net you're looking at 2% gross so it's not bad a return uh, you know at certain levels you you can be unlucky and you can be lucky but the only thing about prize bonds is you you have to leave it in for three months you then uh, only need seven days' notice to take out the whole lot, and it's all guaranteed by the government. And that's really the real key why most people leave money in prize bonds, because they're guaranteed by the government. Right, you are a big fan. So back to the 10-year, if you're willing to leave it 10 years, not touch it, well, you will get the 16%. What do you think? They rose their rates recently in March. If interest rates continue to rise, will the state savings, will they rise again? You know, the disgraceful thing, Jerry. in fairness to the NTMA, who are the, the, along with uh, Fexo with prize one, but certainly with the NTMA, um, they have, uh, uh, you know, kind of reacted to ECB rate rises. The rest of the banks haven't. And you'll find that you go into your local Bank of Ireland or AIB or whatever, and you look to put money in a deposit account, you might be lucky to get 0.1%, and that's before, you know, uh, the dirt tax is taken out. I mean, Bank of Ireland made a big hoo-ha over their regular saver account uh, the last time the hikes went up in, I think, 16th of March, went up to, by half a percent. And they uh, decided to increase um, their regular saver account by 200%. But, Jerry, they were starting at 0.25%. Oh, my God. And then it went up to 0.75%. And then there's dirt tax taken off that. So you're lucky to get over half a percent at the end of a year. Yeah, avoid that. That's for sure. Um, uh, Paul has been on to us. She's looking into doing her will with you. She tells me. It comes in here in a message to me. She just wants to know, like, when she passes on, would you explain to her, the, the will is made. Where is the will then stored, John? The will is stored in a safe um, she has one in her house or a filing cabinet a locked or unlocked filing cabinet the key principle here Jerry, is and well done to that lady um, is she gets the original document because you need the original will when, you, when, when probate is being done and probate by the way for those who don't know what probate even is it's, it's a record of somebody who's passed away what they have and who's getting it essentially mm. so um, what you need to know is where are the assets so the second word document in that package that she would have downloaded um, would have been a list of assets and personal information. Let me ask you a question. Um, does, uh, does anybody in the world know what the password to your mobile phone is? No. There you go. And this is what that list of assets and personal information is. You know, personal information like your password for your not only your mobile phone, but your, your laptop, your social media, yes. all your accounts, your properties, your investments. And so that's all on a nice uh, six-page, well-constructed form. And you pin that with the, with the um, will, the original will, and you put it in the safe place. And here's the important part. You don't go and tell your executor or executrix, whoever it is, uh, or if there's a number of them, where the will and the list of assets and personal information is stored because when you pass on they have to go and get that and then they go to the and, and I'll tell you one thing you know getting that form from the probate office Jerry, is the simplest thing in the world I'll, I'll, I'll even say this when they you ring them up and you look for the link the web link to get that application form from the probate office that web link they give you is courts.ie forward slash applying hyphen probate hyphen without hyphen solicitor that's the actual webbing they give you. Yes. So you don't need a solicitor either for drafting the will or for actually doing the probate. And you're going to save, I've got to tell you, thousands 
literally thousands of euro in, in, in fee costs, in legal fees, by doing it yourself. I did my own mother's. It's a simple operation. You fill out that form, you go and make a, an appointment with the personal representative. It takes 30 minutes to go and, and go through the, the form. And at the end of that, you get the grant of probate. That's it. It's you then go home and you go and distribute the um, assets in the estate according to the wishes in the will. You know, you've just said something there that really has um, made a light bulb moment happen in my head when those passwords today, you know what I mean? Yeah. Passwords to everything. I never considered yeah. that. I mean, your, 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 your laptop password. Mm. I mean, again, that's another one that, you know, so many people, I've, I very rarely find a couple, for instance, who know each other's um, kind of password to their, to their mobile phone. Yeah. So you, you get run over by a bus and no one knows, you know, what your last messages were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can understand in a way why people are coy to share too, but that's a topic for another day and another programme entirely, John, to be honest with you. Listen, you're fantastic. And just if people on the will thing, Money Doctors, just check it out on your website. Yeah, moneydoctors.ie forward slash wills. Or when you go to the homepage, you'll just see wills and probate in the centre of the menu bar on the homepage. Fantastic. You're great to us, John. Take care of yourself. Talk to you soon, John. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful John Lowe there, the money doctor with lots of sound financial advice. Stay with us. Is she still sucking? I'll tell you after the break. Have you stopped? Yeah. Are you done? Yeah, I put my hand up while you were talking to John Lowe just to say, I I saw that and I stopped the stopwatch. So Mm. let me me give the resume, the the drum roll for Miss Louise Walsh has maintained a strawberry-flavoured Fox's <laughs> Glacier Fruit in her gob for one hour, two minutes and 52 seconds. Yay, I should have just gone the extra No, eight. I'm actually giving it to you because uh, you round up in that case. So it's one hour and three minutes you have maintained it for, which I think is brilliant. 63. I bailed out at 26. I'm only a... I'm not at the races at all when you're it comes trainee, to this. You're a cadet. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm not at the race at all. I commend what you've done. I think it's fantastic. And it was an interesting little mm. experiment today to it see. Two, it was sitting and a half like I wasn't just going to waste it. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and I'll tell you, we've been we've been very gracious yes. to one another. Uh, we've swapped. swapped sweets. So I gave Louise what I don't like from my bag and she reciprocated with so my predominant colours here are green and yellow on my desk here yours are red aren't yes. they nearly predominant and one red. orange one orange in there I have five orange here but I'm going to give them to somebody that I don't like the orange <laughs> ones <laughs> so we get an orange <laughs> for me you know you're not sort of on the Christmas card list you does know what that, I mean uh, does that go Above the range of sweets, like would you? Oh yeah, you know I, an I, orange I just, chocolate or I, I, oh, anything I, like that. I like orange in a cho- in a chocolate. I like oh, orange right. in a chocolate. Okay, so, there you go. I, so it's not consistent. So it's only the pastilles, board. wine gums. Yes, those oranges. Okay, yeah. we'll have to give the pastilles <laughs> go one day. You won't suck a pastille for an hour and three minutes. No, probably not. The softer, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, it, it'll yeah. be less for sure. But there you have it. Twenty-six minutes, yours truly. One hour and three <laughs> minutes, Miss Louise Walsh. A victory for I me by a mile. I think they should just replace the polar bear on the front of them with me. <laughs>
you know I was half afraid to say it and I'm glad you said it yourself because you did me a favour that I think so I think you should be on the bag but by the way just before we go to news it says in the back you were asking about the wrapping it says that they've downsized the wrapping and it's more eco-friendly and as well never give them to children under 36 months I'd say that should be a little higher but that's what it says on the bag Ah, we won't be enjoying the 6-1 news in the company of Katrina Perry very much longer she's just announced she's leaving RTE to join the BBC as their chief uh, correspondent in the United States in Washington it looks like she's going back to where she was for uh, a time with RTE so Katrina Perry uh, moving to the BBC and heading back to the States we wish her well what a career opportunity that is for it's absolutely brilliant and RTE say they'll announce a new uh, co-presenter of 6-1 shortly all change indeed as is everything in life it changes doesn't it all the time But uh, this sound doesn't really change much. Have a listen. Yes, I was looking for cow as the answer, but you're a very creative lot. Some people sent me in bull, heifer. Calf. It could be any of those, of course, as well. We let you all into the uh, selection process today. Anyway, I have a pair of tickets for the Balmoral Show. Yes, it begins on Wednesday, the 10th of May, and runs until Saturday, the 13th, at Balmoral Park, Lisbon, and promises to be a wonderful few days for all the family. Lots of animals on show, entertainment, food, shopping, you name it. It's one of the greatest shows that happens on this island every single year. Uh, check out Balmoral for details of tickets, etc. But anyway, getting the pair of tickets on late lunch this afternoon is David Douglas. Well done to you, David. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. And I have more tickets for Balmoral to give away on the show tomorrow afternoon. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number two from this very week in 1995. And I'll give you a clue. It was written by Gary Barlow. Do you know who it is now? It uh, charted at number one, the song, in 31 countries around the world. And in the UK singles chart, which is the one we feature... It was released on the 27th of March 1995 and went straight into number one, selling 350,000 copies in its very first week. It remained number one in the UK for four weeks. It's on the slide today with us this very week when we go back to the year in question. But it was just a sensational song at the time. And I say it still is. It won the British Single of the Year at the 1996 Brit Awards and many critics deem it a pop masterpiece. I love it. It's Take That and Back for Good on your late lunch. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. I just want you back for good. Want you back. Want you back. Want you back for good. For good. Oh, I simply love that song. I really, really do. Take That and Back for Good, the number two from this week, back in 1995 in our top five countdown on late launch a really brilliant song Barlow what a songwriter take that simply brilliant timeless I say timeless it is indeed anyway the time is almost just after I should I say quarter past three on the day when Miss Louise Walsh sucked a strawberry fox's glacier fruit for one hour and three minutes 
We'll take our final break. All the staff announcements are coming thick and fast from RTE this afternoon. Katrina Perry's only gone when Claire Byrne announces she won't be the new host of The Late Late Show. She's out of the running. She's too busy with the family and our radio show. It's amazing. Love following these stories, don't you? So anyway, Claire's not going to be on your screens on Friday nights. There you are. News just emerging from uh, Donny Brook in the last few moments. Now, on Tuesday on the show, we spoke about International Midwives Day, which is tomorrow on the International Week of the Midwife. And Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda Midwifery Department, along with Loud County Council and Men's Sheds, developed these new changing benches. Well, they were unveiled yesterday morning. I dropped along and I began by chatting to Grania Millen, the Director of Midwifery, who was just so thrilled that the plan had come to fruition. It's just one of the best days, honest God. We've been working on this since last August and today it's uh, reached its um, climax and we're here to celebrate, I suppose, this community project with Men's Sheds, Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda and Louth County Council. And it is all about community, it's about working together, but also it's given people a safe space to feed, uh, be it bottle or breastfeed their baby, to change their baby instead of, as I say, going into toilets or fields or boot of the car and we're just delighted to have this um, collaboration. We've lots of benches around the park um, but not none like these because it offers that opportunity to have the changing area with it and in fairness to Louth County Council they're going to place bins beside these changing benches uh, and feeding benches so that there's, you know, there's not an issue with rubbish and they'll be maintained and the thing about this is what we're really asking is for the community to embrace it there's no point in the men's shed making these wonderful benches and nobody to use them. So I suppose it's about getting the community behind us, which we have. You can see from the crowds that are here today that the community are behind us, but it's one, we want to continue that and to use them. And really, this is just hopefully a, a launching pad for these benches and for men's shed to produce these because they really should be available in all towns, in all counties um, in Ireland. And yes, we got the idea from Twitter and Toronto and Croatia, but these are the first in Ireland, as far as we're aware. And blue for boys and pink for girls. And that's what they're painted. They're fabulous colours. The work that's gone into it by men's shed the stenciling that has gone in, the design. Please come down to the park, please see them. Um, please care for them as well because it's important that they are cared for, but most importantly, use them and we hope that, that that's what's going to happen. Well said and I'm delighted. A plan has come to fruition yeah, today for you all. It's great. Who are you? Roisin Carraher. You're here on the brand new changing benches in St Dominic's Park in Drogheda. What do you make of them? They're fantastic. Really skilled hands got into putting uh, beautiful benches together. Very colourful, aren't they? They are, they are. <laughs> and, you know, when we describe them, it is a bench, but what's this on the other side of here? This is the, the changing the change. area for baby, is yeah, it? Yeah, changing table for baby, yeah. And would that make a difference to you coming to the park here? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I have a, a little lady at home who's turning four, so she's often down here. Yeah, so it'll make things a lot easier when we come up. And who's this new arrival here? Little Robin. Ah, lovely. Yeah, she's a month old yesterday. Ah, fantastic. So for you as a mum with children, young children, this is a real bonus? Yeah, definitely so, yeah. Thank you indeed. Who are you? Maurice. And who's this with you? This is Max. And what about you? You're enjoying sitting on the bench here in the sunshine this morning as the new benches are launched to coincide with the International Weekend Day of Midwifery. What are you making them? I think they're a great idea. It's great to have somewhere to feed the baby when you're out and about. And that's always been an issue. So it's great. And great to have somewhere to change them as well. And the bench again, coming back to it, it's very, uh, what would you say, ecumenical. Pink for the girls, blue for the boys. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> it looks lovely as well. <laughs> yeah, they look gorgeous, they do. don't they're they? Gorgeous. And and again, for you to have the changing facility on the bench here, does it make life easier when you come down to the park? 
Yeah, it definitely does because I used to worry where I'd do it before, so that's great. It's a nice, and I love coming to the park now. <laughs> and what brought you here this morning? Uh, the lactation team over the hospital had uh, get told us to give us a nod to pop down, so yeah. Well done to you, and the, the sun is shot. Well, yeah. it's a little breezy, but the sun is shining for yeah, us, hasn't no, it? It's a lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> and the babies are enjoying it too. They are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you indeed. <laughs> Liam Reynolds from Men's Sheds. Well, you've done a fantastic job with these seats. Well done to you. Thank you very much, Jerry. We really appreciate that. It was a long 12 months, so it was, but it came to fraternity, so it did, and uh, we're very, very pleased with the way they've turned out. We're even more pleased working with the Gronia and our crew. As I say, she, uh, she, she wouldn't let us sit on anything now. She was really, every other day on the phone, wants to know where's, what's happening and so on and so forth. So we really enjoyed working with Cronia and our crew, yeah. The benches themselves, you worked off a picture, was it? You had no really design or template? No, it was uh, two photographs. One of the, uh, the, 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 the main bench, which is the, the lesser of the two, and the other one then of the other bench. This was going to have a hood over it so that you'd be sheltered from the rain as well. But uh, we, we looked at that, and the, the way the hood was going on, it was going to let the rain fall forward as well as back. So we decided against... It was only spoiling the other, it was only spoiling the other one anyway, so we let that... Uh, no, we, we went with the tree the same. For yourselves, you're an enterprising crew up there, and you're into everything and anything, and you'll turn your hand to everything and anything. But here it is, visible for everybody to see now in St Dominic's Park in Drogheda. You have to be proud of it. Oh, we're extremely proud of it. Good God, yeah. We're we're only hoping to get some more. That's the the thing. But yeah, very, very proud of it, and especially the guys that work so hard on it. You know, like when you when you look at that bench there, uh, there's a steel frame completely through the bench. The, it makes it more stable and it also protects it from any vandalism. Well, it'll help protect it anyway, but hopefully that won't happen. You know. And now if I can put in the free ad, we are looking for members. You can see the type of work that we do. We also have fun and games as well. You don't have to be a, a, a tradesperson. So uh, we're really looking for uh, new members. And how do people join? They just call up to you there on the way to the north, to your premises at Men's yeah. We'd be on West Street for the week. We'd be on with our market stall. We'd be there, available on West Street, and people can come over, they can join, they can have a chat, see what we're all about. But what we normally do is we invite people to come out for us and have a look at what it's all about and what we do and what we don't do. You know. How many of you guys are in the shed at the moment? Yeah, at the moment, we're 55 members, yeah. But we had 70 before we actually left the town, but uh, through transport problems and so on that uh, we've lost a few. And anyway, you're out on the way to the door, out of, out of Drada there, on the left-hand side, and it's, it's well signposted there if anyone wants to call in. When are you open? What's your opening hours? Uh, opening hours, Monday to Friday, from about half past nine in the morning until about half past one in the afternoon. We close down. We do some Saturdays. If it, if it suits members to come in, they may want to do something in particular, so they'll come in on the Saturday and do it. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is the start of more orders for these wonderful benches I just brought the order just in case (laughs) I love the colours by the way the colours are fantastic they're lovely lovely. you've done a great job you're very skilled and continued good luck to you with Drogheda Men's Shed and look folks if you want to do something really useful and productive and make new friends and get involved to whatever degree you want yourself check them out yeah look there's nothing as good as the cup of tea and the chat where would we be without it in Ireland we'd be lost Liam Liam Reynolds Men's Sheds Rahada thank you so much and congratulations again on this wonderful project thank you very much Jerry thank Thank you. you
Well done to all concerned. Lovely story to finish the show today. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us and we'll be back with your final late lunch of the week tomorrow, Friday at 1.30. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.